Yo, today we're talking about the sport of baseball, specifically the skill set of hitting by bringing on a hitting expert, hitting coach, to the show to break it down for us on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to episode 112 of the Game Time Guru podcast. I am talking to you. This is the host, Shane Larson, coming at you today with a baseball discussion from an expert in hitting. You're going to learn about the importance of timing when it comes to hitting. He's a hitting coach, played through college, played in the minors for a few years, and has a lot of experience with coaching. So he's going to be talking to us about the importance of hitting the baseball and how he teaches those guys coming up how to hit efficiently and effectively as they go through, climb the ranks and get to higher levels. It becomes more and more difficult to hit the ball um, as you make your, rank, you, you know, your way through the ranks in, in baseball. So you're going to love this discussion. Before we get started, though, make sure... Before you do anything right now, if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone, pause. Pause this right now. I don't want you to listen any further, but before you go and leave me a review, just pause it, go down, leave me a quick review, um, give me a rating, and then maybe write a one or two sentence review. Like I said, I am going to be doing um, a random drawing for those who have left me reviews already on the show, um, and they can get a Game Time Guru Pop Socket. Just got some new ones in the mail. They're super dope. You guys are going to like them. Um, and I also want to showcase a couple um, reviews, like one one each each week. So I'm going to give a shout-out right now to Andrew Clark. Okay, so Andrew Clark left me a review on my show, same way I'm asking you guys to do it. He just went on there, left me a review, and he said, Shane is the man. To be honest, I'm not a huge podcast person. However, I do love listening to sports ones. And Shane, also known as the Game Time Guru, is the absolute man. He is very relatable, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to him. He keeps listeners engaged and is definitely entertaining. If you enjoy sports of all sorts, then the Game Time Guru is for you. Thanks, Shane, for putting out incredible content for us sports fans. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for listening. Um, for all you guys out there, you know, please leave me a review. It helps so much. I know I say that in every single episode, but you guys don't understand how important it is for me to have reviews. It gives me feedback. Um, it motivates me and it also helps other people who are trying to find new podcasts because like I've said before in sports media and media in general, perception is reality. So if a new listener is trying to consume content and they're trying to find a new show, they're going to look through reviews, but thankfully people like Andrew will leave a review an honest review. And, uh, someone might come across it and be like, Hey, you know what? Let me give this a listen. So if you like the show, you want to show me some support, go and leave me a review. Make sure you go uh, check out PodCoin. PodCoin is the new app that allows you to get paid to listen to my show as well. So if you don't have, you know, Apple Podcasts on your phone, uh, like you're an Android listener and you're like, hey, you know what? I, I want to just get paid to listen to, to podcasts. Go there and subscribe. They'll pay you in what they call PodCoins and then you can transfer those for gift cards. So if you're a podcast listener, you can get paid to listen to my show. Gain an education and get paid. It's better than college, right? And uh, last thing I want to do is shout out Audible. That's for your audiobooks. Give them a quick shout out as a sponsor. Um, they are awesome. I'm listening to Can't Hurt Me from David Goggins. Been listening to it for two weeks now. I'm trying to get through it. Um, I love audiobooks. So if you like audiobooks, you want an Audible free trial for 30 days, you can actually get one through my affiliate link. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thegametimeguru. Sign up and get a 30-day free trial. Guys, it's that simple. So audibletrial.com slash thegametimeguru. Check it out. Um, you're going to love it. So guys, 
like I said, we're going to be talking baseball. I know a lot of you guys like baseball. I'm not a huge baseball guy, but the more I bring on baseball um, personalities, the more I become, you know, a fan of the game, a fan of that sport. That's what I love about my show is as a host from the show, I get to interview multiple people within the, the sports industry and all around the sports world. And it just draws me more and more, you know, it, 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 I guess it, it just draws me more to those sports. And I just become more of a fan of sports than I already was before I started the show. So grateful to have uh Roth Turner joining it. Raphael Turner. It, I call him Roth because that's what he was going by, but I will say Raphael Turner <laughs> for his full name guys. Enjoy the interview and uh, make sure you leave me a review. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. As you heard in the introduction, we've got a hitting coach on the show today. It's Rafael Turner taking time out of his busy schedule to join us here on the show. So, Rafael, thanks so much for joining the Game Time Guru Podcast. Appreciate it, Sam. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to have you with us. Um, I want to get a little bit of background. We're, we're talking baseball, and it's a it's a sport that's come up a couple of times on my show now recently, specifically, and I've had a couple opportunities to speak to you know former professional athletes and, and see what they're up to, especially former professional baseball players. Um, but you're the first hitting coach, uh, someone with like an the expertise is hitting, um, and I find it extremely interesting. But Rafael, I want to get your background a little bit first. I mean, before the interview, you mentioned to me that all the way back in high school, even like your your head coach was having you kind of give tips and tricks to your fellow teammates on how to hit the ball. But I want to know, like, that means you were playing all the way back in high school, but how long have you been playing baseball for? Like, what was your history in baseball? Actually, when you think about it, I actually got, got started a little bit late. So I didn't start playing until I was about 13, 14 years old. Um, but I've been I've been playing ever since. Obviously played high school, played Division One baseball at Rapid University, then got a chance to to play professionally, uh, independently in the uh, in the Lake Erie with the Lake Erie Crushers in the Frontier League. So that's the extent of my experience. Okay, okay. So wait, did you go to college to first, or did you go straight into the the professional realm into the minors? That's funny. <laughs> you know, I always tell people I wasn't I wasn't very educated on on how the system on how the system works. If if I knew that I could get drafted from high school. I'd have, I would have decided and definitely would have made sure that I, I'd, I'd had a chance to get drafted. I thought that college was the next step in the process. You had to go to college in order to get drafted. So that was that was my that was my perspective on it. Get through high school, go to Rapid University, play three years, get out, get a check. <laughs> but it it didn't exactly go as planned. Okay. No, that's that's interesting. So I'm glad you actually brought that up because a lot of listeners may not fully understand the process. We've talked to a couple people who've gone through the minor league process. Some went straight out of high school. Some went to, to college first. So it's it's interesting to hear um, the reason for that. So if you could do it over again, you said you would probably go the high school route. And why is that exactly? And, and I, 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 I say that I say that assuming that I would have bust my tail even harder you know, to, to get that contract, not to say for sure I would have got drafted out of high school, but um, I mean, I, I think I probably would have put the, put the pedal to the metal a little bit harder had I, had I known that that was the case. But the reason why I want, I would want to go, go high, the high school route is because when you look at how professional baseball works, it's an investment. This is, it's still a business. And so when you come out of high school, they're going to give you a lot more time to develop. Whereas, you know, when you're coming out of college, they want more of a finished product. And the lady, ah. yeah, the lady you get drafted out of college, the less opportunity you have, man. You don't, it's, it's not, we're going to wait. You don't have much time. You know, most of those guys that graduate from college, they're 21, 22 years old, you know, 23, 24, guys are breaking into the majors. 
that's really, it's not much time out there left. Very good insight, though. That's like a, it's a crazy good way to look at it because that's true. I think in any professional sport, for that matter, like we look at football, people always wonder, like, well, why can't football players come right out of high school or come early out of out of college? And you know, they always say that the the body, like, they need time to mature. Their bodies need to be built for the NFL, like that kind of thing. But like basketball and and baseball, they allow them to come out. Um, do you think that there's any benefit to? I mean, I guess going the route you went of going to college, as far as like the maturity of of not only your mindset but your body as well to be prepared for the professional level or do you think you can still get that coming out of high school um i think you learn a little bit more about the game if you if you go to college it it obviously depends on what high school you're going to maybe if you have that type of pedigree at a high school where you guys win championships and you understand the game but i learned so i didn't i've actually learned how to play the game when i was a junior in college there's a lot that i did not know about the game so um, I'm, I'm blessed in, in the sense that I got a chance to learn from a very, very good coach. Um, but I also the other side of me thinks that baseball came so naturally to me in, in high school that it's like this, um, the concept that they talk about that, that sometimes ignorance is bliss, right? In high school, had I seen 95 miles an hour, I wouldn't think twice about it. You know, you just, you see it and you hit it versus when you start, when you start, uh, when you get to the college ranks, you start to see different things. You start to see the talent pouring in, and you're playing against guys that are consistently better. You start to kind of second guess yourself a little bit. So I, I would have loved to to see myself take that take that next step from high school. I think mentally I would have been ready because I've been so ignorant to what I saw. It just was. It, it just would have been what it, what what it was. Versus, you know, I think a lot of guys that you know they they make the jump to pro baseball from college. And they get so flabbergasted and, and so surprised by the, the the amount of talent. Like everybody's good, everybody is good in professional baseball. Everybody can run, everybody can hit bombs, everybody can, you know, um, the, the the talent is there, right? The the truly the, the separator when you look at professional baseball is the mindset of the individuals that think that they can continue to separate themselves from the pack mentally. Right, right. That's oh man, super interesting. Yeah, absolutely, man. This is great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so, all right, Rafael, let's let's take a look into your your uh, professional career. Then, like, what was it like? You mentioned it was an investment. Like, baseball is an investment. It's a professional sports investment. The minors of baseball seem so difficult. Like, as I continue to analyze it, um, for most sports, I look at it like going through the minor quote unquote system of sports is difficult, especially in baseball. Why do you think that is so hard to get to the next level? in the minor leagues going up to the majors and just trying to progress through the, the baseball system. Why is it so difficult? Is, does it have to do with the fact that you just mentioned, you know, pretty much when you get to that level, everyone's good. It's kind of an even playing surface there. Or what is it exactly? Yeah, it's, it's a maturity thing. It's a maturity thing that does that you see it. That does have a lot to do with maturity. It's funny. Cause I was reading an article about this the other day <laughs> and Ken Griffey Jr. He was like, uh, one day in minor league baseball is one too many. Like, and everybody sees it. that. The lifestyle isn't great. You're not staying in the best hotels. It depends on what level you are. You know, the bus rides are long. Your back is hurting. Me, I couldn't sleep on the bus. It was terrible. But people always say, if you don't like it, play better. But everybody has to do it. Everybody has to go through it. Willie Mays had to go through it. Ken Griffey had to go through it. Mark McGuire had to go through it. But you, but what happens is um, just because you can do one thing with the bat on one level does not mean you can do it at every level. Guys don't always that, – that skill set is not always transferable. So one thing that you find in baseball 
is that a pitch that throws 95 throws 95 in low A, high A, double A, triple A, and the mate that 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 skill set is transferable. It does not change, right? There's so many ups and downs um, to the hitting. It's the hardest thing you can do. So a guy that absolutely rips the cover off the baseball and rookie ball might not be the same guy in double A when the pitching is just as talented, but they're more skilled, right? There's a difference. And then when that when that when that talent window begins to narrow a little bit, then guys at booty hole get a little bit tight. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it, they're not the same. They're not the same players. Like mentally, they don't they they change, right? It's, it, the, the doubt starts to creep in. Can I do this? Am I really good enough? I did this in rookie ball, but can I do this in double A? Man, it's only going to get hard if I go to the majors. And you know, I could even feel some of those same things happening to me when I went to pro ball. Like that's why sometimes I wish. I'd have been able to make that. I, I would have been able to make that jump out of high school because, you know, when I saw talented players, that's just okay. They were talented. I'm talented. Let's go. You right. Know, and you start getting. When you, when you just. I don't know. It's it's like as we grow as adults, right? It, it the 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 fearlessness that you have in your adolescence, in your kid, in, in your kid stages is. You know, you go. And I remember doing backflips off stages and round off and like you, you do just crazy. So you ever, you ever did a backflip out of a, out of a swing? Have you ever done that before? Yeah, absolutely. I tried to do that when I was 27 years old. I'm like, yo, I don't want to do it. I'm going I'm to I'm break my neck if I try to do it. And, and baseball is no different. It's really no different. When I was younger, I was fearless. Like hitting a ball is just see ball, hit ball. But you start getting old, you start to analyze the game a little bit too much. Well, if this person does this and this is, and so, um, but I, I tell a lot of my hitters all the time. I was actually just having this discussion with one of my hitters about about three weeks ago. Some of the best players I ever played with, dumb as a bag of rocks. It's just it's just see <laughs> ball, hit ball. Some of the some of some of the smartest guys they outthink themselves. So that's just what you see. I love it, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Absolutely fantastic. Sea um, ball, hit ball. So that's your mentality. That's your your mindset now. And now that you've made that transition from a player to now, you know, focusing on the coaching aspect, specifically with a skill set of hitting, I kind of want to get into depth here, like with with that whole thing. So sea ball, hit ball. Is that the mentality that you bring to your students that you're you're, you're helping, or how do you how do you I guess translate or transfer this skill set that you have of understanding how to hit the ball. How do you transfer that to your to your students and make sure that they don't overanalyze the whole hitting aspect and make sure that they can transfer that skill set to each level, like you were talking about? Right, that's that's a good question. So, no, I wish it was as simple as see ball, hit ball. Um, it's like that on the lower levels. You know, uh, the, the 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 biggest the biggest shift I feel like a lot of hitters have trouble with is when you start seeing multiple pitches and now you're looking at about age 13 you really see a lot of guys weeded out after age 13 13 14 because it's starting to mix more than just that fastball you gotta you gotta change up in there you got um a curveball in there maybe you guys are starting to throw sliders you know when it comes to hitting hitting is nothing more than being on top it really is see ball and be on top that's it right but what happens is um, as you start to mix in multiple pitches, then we start to change the timing of what's happening in the box. And to the naked eye or somebody that doesn't really know baseball hit, they say, oh, that's easy. I can do that. Yeah, you can. It seems like it. But literally you have things happening in the blink of an eye, less than a blink of an eye, right? 
So right. like that cur- that curveball to the person that's not familiar with baseball that seems like it's getting to that plate just as fast as that fastball, not even close, right? Tenths of a second and milliseconds, like as, as small as those are, they make the biggest difference. And you know, have you ever seen any given Sunday? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah great when, movie. When, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When um, coach is talking about you know this is a game of inches, right? Right. This is a, in baseball, it's a game of like literally milliseconds, like things that happen so so fast. You know, for as a hitter, our number one job is just to be on time. Doesn't matter how you swing it, if you could be on time, you could be a great hitter. But just the opposite of that, a pitcher's job is nothing more to, than to disrupt timing. If a pitcher can disrupt timing, he can own you. Period. The, the goal is not to strike you out. The goal is not necessarily to get you out. It is it is just to disrupt your timing. Everything is time and base. When we, the objects that we see, the, the the signal that's being sent to the brain, the reaction time, is so much easier when we, we, we can anticipate. The best way I can put it to you is like this. If you met me for the first time and I walked up to you and I punched you in your chest, like really quick and hard, I would have caught you off guard. I would knock the wind out of you, right? But the, right. Next, time I, the next time you saw me, you remember that happening. And you probably would have been a lot more prepared that second time. So you might either you might either flinch, you might try to block it, you might prepare yourself. Hitting is hitting is the same way. So when we um, the more we can, no matter how hard a guy throws, as long as we can anticipate and recognize, as long as we can anticipate, we can recognize sooner. So pitches that you know that might be 101 miles an hour. If you throw the same thing all the time, we're gonna blast you, right? But it's when a pitcher can throw 101 or 95. It could be even 90, right? But if you can turn around and then throw another ball at 80 miles an hour, yeah, it seems like that time frame is the same. But when you get in the box and everything's literally happening in a split second, it's like you, it's like you're waiting for ages between that 90 mile an hour fastball and an 80 mile an hour changeup. It's it's totally different. And that little bit of time is the difference between you hitting a home run and you grounding up to second base. And that's all it takes. So when I get guys in the, in the box, I just want them, honestly, to be comfortable enough to be on time. Be comfortable enough to be on time. At the younger ages, you know, you're only seeing one pitch. Just be on time. Low, be on time. When we start getting older, now it's more of a mindset of, okay, how was this pitcher trying to attack me? Just like I was telling you, throwing that punch. So how can I be best prepared to set myself up for success? That is it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And as you're talking about it, I always reference my boxing days um, when I when I hear certain things, and I can find a comparison here. You're talking about timing, and I can go back to the days of when I first started fighting for Golden Gloves, and my coach was talking about timing. Like originally, like when you first start boxing, right? They always tell you, okay, jab straight, jab straight, maybe throw a three in there, so a one, two, three, and you just learn the basics. And so you're not really focused on timing. And that's why you'll see a lot of the amateur fighters when they go at it together. It's just one, two, three, a couple uppercuts, but you don't really see a lot of changeups. But there's a lot of technique that goes into the higher levels of fighting as you get older and older. Like you're throwing off the timing. The timing was the key. Like, um, have you ever heard, uh, I believe it was Conor McGregor that was talking about, you know, timing beats speed. Precision beats power and timing beats speed. So like timing is everything. Uh, and w- what he meant by that was, you know, if you can time their punches, you can time their movements, you can beat them. So it's interesting to hear how timing is such an important factor. It's not power of the swing necessarily. I mean, obviously that probably p- plays a factor, but it's the timing of being on time all the time on the pitches as well. So like definitely a, a great perspective because not something I had thought about before. And I'm sure baseball players, like I'm not a baseball guy. Like I never grew up playing baseball. So like 
the most I get, like the closest I get to playing baseball is playing slow pitch softball with the, the men's league, like the dad bod squads, you know? Um, so like that's, that's the closest I'll ever get to it. Um, but for me to hear this and learn from you as well, it's, it's super interesting. So tell me, Raphael, how do you actually help them understand how to be on time? Like obviously it's the, we understand the importance of it now, but what's something that maybe you do as a coach um, without giving away too much? Cause you know, that's, you know, you got to pay to get that information, but like, what do you do to teach them how to how to be on time? I don't mind telling people. I, <laughs> I, I, look, this is this is a funny thing, Shane. Like so many people that come to me and say, "Rob, how do you do this? How do you do that?" I, I tell people my my quote unquote my secret. The, the secret is me. I am the secret. I can tell Ooh. people I can do it all day long. You can't. You can replicate the process, but you can never replicate me, right? And there's there's a difference in what I bring to the table. But back to what you what you were saying. Um, how I how I teach that, um, really it's it's just rhythms. It's rhythms. That's that's truly what it is. It's rhythms, being in rhythm, understanding how number one, how much time you have. Right? The other thing too, just like, you know, going back and talking boxing, taking you on as a student. You know boxing. You know, even with the jab, the jab is 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 meant to uh to limit quote unquote, I'd say loading movement, right? So you want, it's, it's, it's a quick show, right? It's a quick show. But even with the jab, there's a little bit of backward movement to start, right? right. Everything in sport, everything that we do, you know, it, it talk, we're talking about science here now, um, has a, I can't, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but uh, has an equal to an, or an opposite reaction, whatever it may be. Any positive movement first needs negative movement, period especially if you're going to do it with force. So if you look at a jab, even looking at a jab in super slow motion, it's going to take a slightly backward movement first, then it's going to go forward. So one of the first things I like to talk to my guys about, my, my, my players about, is understanding that you have to load. Instinctively, our bodies want to load to produce a forward movement, right? Right. So you, so you got this load, but you also have a, a, a clock that you're, that you're working against. That clock that you're working against, is the amount of time that it takes for that ball to get from that pitcher's hand into the contact zone. As long as your load can be taken care of and be in sync and be in rhythm by the time that ball is into the contact zone where you want to hit it, where you want to strike it, you will have a higher chance of success most often than not. That is it. Screw the mechanics, screw swinging the bat this way, getting you set up this way. If you can time your load so that when your foot lands and your swing is starting, that ball is in the contact zone, anybody could be a great hitter. Anybody could be a great hitter if you could just get the timing down, right? But then we start, when we start fine-tuning things to make sure uh, to – when we start – when I talk about mechanics, the, the problem with we're hitting these days, everybody's talking mechanics, right? And they don't understand the purpose of mechanics. The only thing mechanics do, or quote-unquote proper mechanics, which there is no proper mechanic. It's not one way to hit a baseball. The only thing that mechanics do – is um, increase your not the chance your, your margin of error decrease your margin of error right so the right. The, the, the better your mechanics are the long the longer chances are the longer your contact zone will be like you have a better chance to hit more baseballs in the zone right so you just have a better chance to hit more baseball it's not going to help you hit a baseball but your margin of error, um, am I saying that right? Increase or decrease? Your margin of error, 
What am I trying to say? Your margin of error decreases, decreases if you have good me- mechanics because there's less margin of error. So you're, yeah, your margin of error will decrease when you have better mechanics. I think that's what you're getting at. That is it. That is the only thing that good mechanics do for you. Good mechanics don't mean you're going to hit a baseball. I can't tell you how many guys – I have very clean mechanics. I, in games, I went in there, I struck out four times in a row. Mechanics don't solve the problem. I mean solves the problem. So that's why you have these guys um, in professional baseball that they call five o'clock hitters. What happens at five o'clock? BP. BP is happening. Because the only thing they can time up is that fastball and BP. Why, why do they time up that fastball and BP so well? Because they see it all the time. It's the same pitch. Nobody's throwing curveballs and change-ups and sliders in BP. It's the same exact pitch. So you can bang that, right? But then when you get into a game and you see multiple pitches, three, four, uh, a high-level guy, maybe five pitches that they can show, and your timing is all over the place, you have to come with an approach, that's when guys really start to get in trouble. Hitting is timing. But if we can clean up the mechanics, then we can have a better margin of error which is going to allow us to be able to make more mistakes but still be able to get more hits. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally, totally makes sense, man. That's awesome. So, like, okay, so, Rafael, you, you teach this stuff. Where do we find – like, how does somebody get in contact with you? Now, like, this is great. I'm, I got in contact with you through a connection, but how would if I wanted to go in and, you know, take serious lessons from you, where do I find you? Like, where do I find you, and how can I get some information from you? Most people can find me on Instagram at that hitting guy. Um, so just shoot me a message. And the thing is, I do a lot of travel. This is, this is really my secondary piece of piece of what I do. This is a hobby for me. You know, I love, I love doing it. Um, you know, my primary, I have, a, I have another job that I do, but the, the job that I have allows me to do a lot of traveling. So what, three weeks ago I was in Arizona. So if I'm ever in Arizona, people can get in, get in touch with me on Instagram. Hey, when are you going to be in this state? Get in touch with me. And I put them on my schedule. Whenever I show up, we can work together. But that hitting guy, T H A T H I T T I N G G U I. And the reason why I came up with that is because I wanted something simple. Like, you know, if people say Raphael, there's so many ways to spell Raphael. I mean, I've seen so many things. And I wanted something where, you know, if, if a guy, if somebody forgot my name, they said, oh, you know, I, I got that from, uh, what, I don't know, that that hitting guy on, on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, no, that, that hitting guy, that's. That works. That's fine. It's, as long as they can remember it, that's, I'm okay with it. Heck yeah, man! It's it's simple and effective. So I'm gonna drop the uh, I'm gonna drop the link down here in the in the description for the show. So if you guys are interested in finding out more and following Raphael on his Instagram page, hit the link that's gonna be below here, and you guys can check that out. Um, did, I saw you had like a YouTube page as well. Is that correct? I do. I, I don't put as much content in it as I as I did before, dude. That's whew, you know how that is. Shout oh, out yeah. content. And- you know, curating it the right way. That could be, it could be, it could be a little bit hectic. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just, it was just too time consuming. Here, I'm taking, you know, those longer videos, chopping them up, put some, putting them on, on Instagram and then longer ones, putting them on YouTube. It was just, but it still got, it still got some of, some of the best, some of the best videos I've come up with. And they're a little bit longer. Matter of fact, probably one of the first ones I came out with. Um, that really kind of launched me out there was a video I did on Josh Donaldson when he came out and he told guys to not listen to their coaches. <laughs> so that that was interesting. He actually reached out to me about that and uh, really kind of what kept me on this path. Ah, oh, sweet, dude. That's awesome, actually. I'm going to check it out as well. So we'll we'll throw the YouTube link down there for your channel for the listeners to listen to as well or to, to check out, even though you're not pushing as much content there. But uh, the last question I have for you, Rafael, is – 
where do you see yourself going with the hitting thing? You mentioned it's a secondary kind of thing, and, and I totally get that. The podcast for me is is similar in that nature. I have a full-time job, but the podcast is something I'm continuing to build my brand. I love it. I enjoy meeting new people like yourself. I want to see what you what you intend on doing with the hitting coaching moving forward in the next five years or so. Woo, man, that's a, that's a great question. That's a great question. You know, I, I know initially, you know, when I started this thing out, I was, the, everything, first of all, everything I do, Shane, I don't put my name behind anything. I don't start anything that, that doesn't, that isn't created with purpose. When I started doing that hitting guy, um, the sole purpose of it was for me to be to other players what I wish I had when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, right? Um, you know, as it continues to grow, I don't – where it takes me, I don't know. I know I'll continue to do it for fun. Um, I don't – in no way do I want it to take me to the majors or, you know, uh, to professional baseball. I like time freedom. I love my time freedom, and I love being able to do this thing um, as a hobby. So doing it at the scale that I'm doing it now and, and continue to give guys some, some good content, I'll stay exactly where I am. I already work with a lot of a lot of pro guys, but I do a lot of stuff nutritionally. Um, so if, if that hitting guy stays stays at this at this size, I'm A-OK with that too. Heck yeah, man. If that's, if that's what you enjoy and you're still providing value and finding joy out of that, that's, that's freaking awesome. I, I love, love it, it, man. Guys. As long as I'm helping guys, I'll continue to do it. Yeah, exactly, because then you're still fulfilling your purpose that you, you started out to do. So that's awesome, man. Well, Raphael, I appreciate you joining the show, and I hope you guys enjoyed the, the interview as much as I did. Very educational, and that's what I love about this show is when I meet people like yourself, man. We, we bring on people from all walks of life, different people within the sports industry that are impacting lives in different ways, and so it's cool to hear it. It's very educational, something that I didn't know. I didn't understand the timing portion of all of this and that that's that's something i'm going to take away moving forward for the rest of my life i'm going to remember hey i spoke with rafael turner he told me about the whole aspect of timing when you're hitting so when i watch players hit i'm going to be work, like thinking about their timing that's what i love about this show so rafael thank you so much for joining us hey shane i appreciate it man thank you so much you're very welcome man and for everybody out there listening make sure that you subscribe to the show you'll get bonus episodes throughout the week that are only available to subscribers i do not push those out on social media so subscribe to the show And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.